0: It's Ali
1: here at your cervix. Hi Ali. We have, a Hi, bun- Hi. we have a bunch of questions here from our mamas and mamas-to-be and we wanted to fire them at you real quick in a round that we like to call One Minute Midwife. Are you up for it? Oh yeah. Bring it on. Ready for the first question,
0: Ali? I'm ready. Yes, let's go. Okay. just
2: jumping in? I don't get to do it. Fine in you a minute have, okay so once, okay. Your, your minute
0: starts once she finishes asking, asking
2: the
1: question to be clear okay let's go how much does it really hurt to give birth
0: in one minute go. oh well that's a uh, unique for everybody but uh i mean my answer to that oh one minute um how much does it really if you have knowledge is power in childbirth so if you have a good understanding of how your body is going to be working what it's doing then it's going to really help with with understanding and going through the process to allow your endorphins to work and um yeah don't be showing me the time (laughs) (laughs) sorry so so it doesn't hurt if you have done the right amount of work and you have supported with the right support people like midwives that you know uh, then it should you go into endorphin phase uh, stage and you are um it's like natural natural morphine happening in your body so on, with
2: 13 seconds to
0: spare.
1: I think you nailed know, it. it whoop, where, where.
0: Yeah. Okay, ready for number two. <laughs> Does your vagina really tear during labour? One minute on this one. Okay, well, your vagina, if you are birthing physiologically and you have all the right hormones in play and you feel safe and all the oxytocin, which is the hormone of love, is being released, your body will open. If it's been given the time to open uh, in its own natural way, uh, it doesn't it doesn't tear the vagina doesn't tear sometimes when the baby's head is being born hopefully we're going for a gentle birth of that baby's head um and um there there is about there is a 98 percent chance or something like that of a first-time mom having some trauma to her perineum but tearing don't be afraid of that all your hormones are there and uh if yeah the baby's head is being born nice at a nice pace then uh, it stretches and opens and just a small trauma, but you don't feel it at the time. And a tear is better than a cut.
1: Very, Very well
2: done. 10 seconds to spare. Very good. I agree. It's
1: surprisingly hard for me not to start answering what? these questions. Myself.
2: It's surprisingly hard for me to not to ask follow up questions in the middle. I'm like, okay, really? But then, and it's had a peripheral, They're like what type of tissue is actually, how long does it take? Oh my God, stop. Anyway, there's a reason why i are doing a podcast where we ask lots of questions okay. and, t- and talk a lot generally.
0: Very, okay,
2: here we go.
1: Would you, Ali? recommend a home birth after having had a previous C-section and
0: then a VBAC
2: complex one for you one minute starts
0: well now. it's it's not that complex i mean women's bodies are designed to give birth so if this particular person has had a cesarean section for their first baby but then went on and had a vaginal birth they are proven they, their body has proven it it probably would have proven itself the first time um so i would recommend it the hse that i work for we don't cover it but there is private midwives out there that will uh, have their insurance through the uk and they will support you and guide you through the home birthing process so my answer is yes um, and find the right midwives to support you to do that you will not be encouraged by the our obstetric colleagues for that Um, but if you trust your body and trust your midwife and all going well and have monitoring certain monitoring during your birth process i would imagine that you should definitely engage in the conversation Yes. Great. Eight well seconds done. to start.
2: Can we ask the one that I think I didn't write down, the one from my stories? How oh, do you yeah. prepare for a? Is that okay? Just oh, pretend yeah. it's that one. Was it just Whatever. how do you prepare for it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. All right. well, here we go. Oh, sorry. Yeah, okay, like sorry. it's part of the thing, right? Oh, sorry. Yeah.
1: I'm sorry, I'm shit at this.
2: Okay, grab graph. <laughs> wow. <Really>?
1: Okay. <laughs> have fun with the editing of this. What? You're not going to edit this. You're just going to laugh at me, are eh? you? Yeah, I'm
2: going to laugh at you. Okay, yeah, no okay, go on. Yeah.
1: Okay. All right. Here's a question I've just pulled out of the hat Ali, how do you prepare for a VBAC?
2: In one
0: minute okay in one minute um my v-back is definitely doing getting some um uh debriefing on your first birth that's that's imperative in my opinion get your hospital notes go through them with the hospital find out what how and why you end up with the cesarean section then go in for deep there's um some birthing from within workshops or birth trauma workshops or whatever it is that brought you to the cesarean section go in and really look at that and really find out and then put your belief and your trust in your body And find care providers that will support you and be there and and debrief and and have conversations about your cesarean section and then um and preparing you to birth physiologically this time that would be crucial the trust in your body is crucial so um that's how i would prepare first
2: well perfect you're really good at this that's like five seconds to spare it's like you have the timer in your head
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, do you That's know what it before. is? No, I'm a midwife, and so when we we have a thing called an Apgar score when a baby is born, so we give it a scoring of how it is at one minute of life and how how it is uh, at five uh, minutes of life. So I think. I don't know, maybe that one minute of the after has come in. It's like, well, how does this baby really look now? Oh, it's only been 25 seconds, or, you know, or maybe oh, wow. i going into the minutes. I don't know. That's, That's probably really a load of rubbish, but there Who it's. knows?
1: <laughs> feel, let's keep testing the theory. Yeah. <laughs> more, more. Okay. Ready? Does the deep breathing stuff really work? Oh, for sure.
0: Yes, 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 and yes breathing is your main key to birthing your baby okay so i would strongly recommend when you're doing your pregnancy yoga um or whatever birth preparation that you're planning on doing that you do some breath work breath in my opinion keeps mama's calm keeps the situation calm keeps the oxygen flowing um and um it, it will get you through to meeting your baby um it keeps you focused so when you're focused on your breathing you're not focused on the The discomforts or the physiology that maybe is happening, and so I'm a firm believer in the breath work for birthing. Well
1: done, beautiful. How many seconds
2: do you you have to spare on that
0: one? Uh, about eight, I'd say eight or ten.
2: Well, 18, close enough, pretty good. 18,
0: okay, okay. So you can talk
1: a little. How about I give you a five minute second, five seconds, five minutes, yeah, 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 just so
2: you know, you got to wrap up, yes, keep talking, okay. okay, great.
0: Why did you become a midwife, Ali? In one minute. Oh, okay. I took oh, more one right. minute to work yeah. this one. I yeah, mine. Right. Okay. Uh, why did I become a midwife? I became a midwife. I think I always wanted to be a midwife. I got accepted to do midwifery uh, 21 years ago. And then I found out I was pregnant with my first baby. So I decided not to study and be a full-time mom. Then I had four babies. And in those, three of them were born at home. And I always knew... Uh, oh, I was a doula to another friend and I remember thinking I want to know what that midwife is thinking I want to know what that midwife is thinking um and so then through the birth of my babies at home I knew that every woman should have experienced the experience that I had that that one-to-one care um and the um just the, the midwifery skill at home um and so off I went into UCD um and Hollistery to to do that that was for sure um, that's how I, I think I always knew and uh, and then after it, I just knew that, uh, that that's where I was going to go. And here I am. Well done.
2: Two seconds to spare. Nicely done. Oh,
0: just
2: say like how glad we are you made that choice. By the way, yeah. well done. I am. That's a big deal. Well, <laughs> I am. Oh, sure. she's a lot more specifically glad, but I really feel like I've learned a lot from you, even in my like the couple of conversations we've oh. had. And uh, it's you. great what you're doing, and you clearly like it's lovely when you find see the person who's found their furrow I suppose It's great. Yeah,
1: so nice yeah. and so nice because um, when I anytime I posted about us chatting to you or different things I'm doing people always message going oh midwife Ali I love her she was at my birth or she was my midwife or she's so great and yeah people always say that and I know I was like I
0: sat on her for my whole (laughs) bath yeah I know it is lovely and you're reminding me because I've been out of the loop now for two or three weeks and and now it's like oh you know the way when you forget like where you work and how you work. And it's like, oh God. And mm-hmm. so I was, today is so great to be talking to you guys. And then yesterday a big long call with my colleague Nanny and we're like, yeah, hey, you know, we've got these mamas all coming up between us, we five moms for January. And we're like, come on, bring it on. Mm, We'd love a good nice. birth. We just need a good birth under our belts and we'll be smiling. Least, and
2: swinging. That's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, it's a little, bit of, a little bit of like a compulsion, but I guess it's, it's your purpose. So like, you know.
1: Yeah. I, certainly, again, I certainly feel like someone asked me the other day, what job would I do? If I was doing everything again, what job would I do? You've and got I'd a minute go. to answer. <laughs> <laughs> I, I certainly think that midwifery is what. Yeah, yeah. it
2: goes. makes sense. Like, I get that. Yeah.
1: Like I would love, like, mm-hmm. just being at births because mm-hmm. I always wanted to be a doula as well, but then I had Ruben and sure he never slept. So I was like, I can't, oh, no. how am I going to be a doula? <laughs> couldn't leave my house, can't even leave my bedroom.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe yeah. one
1: day. Maybe one day. Maybe one day. Yeah. Yeah. I did the active birthing workshops. as certainly like, that. I just had a mama yesterday sending me a message. Yeah. I did their first baby's active birth workshop when she'd been told that. Um, She rang me at like 38 weeks. She was one of my pregnancy moms and was like, they're actually inducing me. I was meant to have a home birth. They're inducing me and I'm freaking out and I have to go in in two hours. Can you come to my house and do a birth workshop before I go in? I was like, Mm. oh, okay. So we went there. And obviously I'm used to doing birth workshops, but this was specific because she was just, she was like a crying mess. You know, she was super upset and they were just in a big state. And we ended up just doing yoga together and crying together and all holding hands and talking through like how she can trust herself. And she ended up going to the hospital, having the... The little, they pet, what's it called? The the, um, prostaglandin. And then she went into labor naturally and she labor naturally on her first. And she sent me these amazing messages saying, like, it was all because of your workshop. It was so amazing. I was like, no, it's because of your body, but cool, I'll take it.
0: Um, And then
1: she messaged me like three, four weeks ago and was like, I'm pregnant again on my second. Can we do a workshop by Zoom? And so we did a second one and she wanted to try and have a home birth, but they weren't, they were trying to suggest that she couldn't have one and she was really trying to trust her body. And then sure enough, like yesterday I got the message saying they'd had a beautiful home birth and oh, they the techniques and oh, it was so nice. And it was like, oh, there's a tiny window into yeah. what it must be yeah, like, yeah, you know, to be, to for be a, you guys.
0: Um, I know. I thought it great that she had her home birth. I'm delighted for her.
1: You know, mm. so am I. There's so sweet pictures as well. Um, anyway, sorry. Back,
2: Back to, to the, the task at hand.
1: Uh, what one thing could make your job easier in one
0: minute? Um, knowing when the babies would come, that would be great. <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> That only took about I mean, seven seconds. Uh, yeah, I know. I mean, obviously, that would be wonderful if we could just go to bed knowing, oh, I'm going to sleep through the night tonight or, you know, uh, those type of things. So so that's very funny. But uh, realistically, what would make my job easier? Um
2: Are there tools um, that aren't there, like physical or otherwise, or like structural? No, things? no what would make my
0: job easier? Um, I suppose, oh, cultural maybe that that mums really deeply believed that they could do it like we have been fed all their lives birth is hard and birth and they need to birth in hospital and we're still dealing with huge generations of women who see the hospital as the safest place and sometimes that's so deeply ingrained yeah. that that we get them to a point of birthing and and yet we still have to transfer them and i'd love them to know that home is the place that they birth their babies so that would be great. For some time, well
2: done there
1: you go. Oh, this is a good one. How can I be less shy about my midwife looking at my vagina?
2: Ah, In one minute.
0: Oh, okay. Well, uh, if you're planning a home birth, uh, I don't know where that birth setting would be. How can you be less shy? So whatever you do as your profession, and if somebody said, like, I'm terrible at maths, and computers right and and sometimes i get really embarrassed from talking to my accountant because i think oh my god i'm so embarrassed you know i don't know what they're talking about i don't know the language they're using i don't know what i have to do and um and not to be silly about it but you know vaginas are something that i see in my day breasts and vaginas and bellies and babies are what i see in my day-to-day work um and so number one you won't be offered very many vaginal examinations at all at all at all number two uh, if it's one of us tribal midwives, um, there's huge decorum and covering you and making sure that you're comfortable and you have to give your full consent before are ready to do an examination. So you are really well and comfortable and, um, and safe. So um, it's not about right Jesus,
2: we got there quick, sorry. I could,
0: have gone, I could have gone on with that one.
2: Yeah, clearly, that's interesting. I thought that was gonna be a quick one, and yes, no.
1: And now this second one actually ironically is, is very similar to shave before
2: birth or not? Ah, one minute.
0: Ooh, well, I'd hate to have a bit of grow back going on when I was trying to feed my baby. So I, I wouldn't do any of that, waxing, shaving. I mean, I know go. as a woman, when I was birthing my babies, I definitely went and had a waxing before um, I gave birth to my babies, but it's a waste of money. <laughs> Don't do it, leave your vagina alone. Um, there is no need to do anything to your vagina. Number one, it's not the hair on the outside. You know, your vagina is, your belly is doing all the work. And then when your baby's head is coming down, it kind of pushes your labia out of the way. So it, it doesn't matter unless, you know, you're whatever makes you more comfortable, but i guarantee you, you won't care at all when you're an active birth, okay? You just won't care what your vagina looks like. So leave yeah. it alone and save your money and don't shave ever. There you go.
2: Good. 10 seconds to go, nicely done.
0: Um, ooh, best
1: way to encourage an overdue baby naturally.
2: Okay, in one minute, this this is probably
0: a big one. Okay, yeah, but overdue babies. You know, we've had our few, so COVID has sent us lots and lots of overdue babies, whatever's going on. How to encourage them naturally. Uh, definitely get up off the couch, get up out of your working chair, get onto the yoga mat, get onto the yoga mat, dancing, yoga, spinning babies, sideline release, forward leaning inversions, rebozo, acupuncture for sure reflexology perhaps and all of those things you know from early on acupuncture from that kind of 36 weeks on getting the baby into a really good position is key so spinning babies gail tully um and uh, and then after that i mean you know it's winter time so it's lovely to do turn off turning down the lights lighting the candles making love all weekend if it's your first baby just go back to bed Mm. that's what i tell all my clients go and spend the weekend in bed making love do you know i mean so um all those things yeah nicely done
2: great just in advance of the timer pretty good this is impressive performance
0: Ooh, this is a more Mm. serious before
2: we go on to that i just want to share that thing you sent me an amazing uh instagram Yeah, of that guy, the, the the dancing kind of oh,
1: the obstetrician obstetrician guy. He's so cool,
2: so cool. But you've seen
1: him the dancing obstetrician. He dances all his mamas through their labor, yeah. and he's like him, Latin American, it's so, so good. like salsa dancing. And he's there. He gets them up, and he's holding their hands, and he's dancing with them, and they're like like in their contractions everything and he's dancing and dancing and dancing the babies well, out and
0: that's really interesting because I've been having conversations you know because I don't know whether we're, we're being recorded or whatever for, for the thing but we're wondering what some stop some babies coming out and what stops some mamas birthing um, because, you know, some women, you think they've got it all going for them. They are, there There should be no reason why there, there isn't a physiological birth at home here. And sometimes it just doesn't go. And we're wondering, is it a vibration? Is there vibration? So maybe vibration in music. But we're really, myself and two other colleagues are really going to look into um, humming and singing and, you know, cool. movement. Oh, but vibration, vibration because maybe that's what needs to call babies out and I don't want to take well, a Well of the, of vagus nerve, the
2: vagus nerve, the vagus nerve which terminates on the cervix is toned by humming, by chanting, by on, um, by that, you know, that frequency. Yeah, sound. that yeah. vagus
1: nerve, uh, and Makes like sense. we only discover, because from, we like talk about vagus nerve
2: the All whole time. time,
1: but we only discovered quite recently that it actually ends right into the cervix itself, and then the way that you release that through specifically yeah. the vagus nerve is that that humming. Yeah, because it know. starts in the larynx. It starts, yeah, yeah it's, it's like in the larynx. So point. I think that does make total sense. And I mean, you think yeah. about like that jaw release, yeah. pelvic floor thing at the same time, you know, in yoga we use humming and shaking. Um, as yeah. a way to release tension from tissue yeah. so a lot of what I'm doing in classes these days is getting people to learn how to literally just shake to shake the adrenaline out of the system mm-hmm. and I think yeah. that that's a really useful tool in advance of oh, labor well. that is so
0: I'm going to really look into that more because because there's something in that there's something really key in that that the vagus nerve ends in the cervix mm-hmm. because sometimes when I'm at a birth and maybe if I'm only at a I'm seconding you know I'll be just with the mama and um, while that my Primary midwife, my colleague is doing more of the clinical work, and I just I find myself humming naturally. I go to her and I say, "Low, bring it low." Lo. And they all say to me, "Oh, that noise that you made was amazing."
1: Mm.
0: So anyway, not to take up too Weird. much time. Interesting. Interesting. No, no. I,
1: think, I mean, I think it's absolutely the case, and you know, we, we would talk to Montek Chia about cervical orgasm and the links between like nipple stimulation and cervical yeah. orgasm and prevention of breast cancers and stuff like that. And the more like I've just been looking into the cervix, like so much diving into had, like millions of different websites and people who are yeah. looking at yeah. cervical wellness and healing HPV and cervical cancers and stuff from working on the cervix themselves and doing cervix workshops. And it's just such a fascinating thing because it's really the seat of, um, safety and safe boundaries right yeah. so it's like the cervix isn't going to open if there's any feeling of I'm not yeah. I'm not Fresh. secure and then maybe maybe it's like the case that like part of the and I remember you talked a little bit with me and Don but I've been thinking that maybe it's the case that before birth there needs to be like a, a sitting in ceremony with the couple or just with the woman in a, in a woman's circle and like yeah. talking through those fears those deep-rooted fears about self Self-image, yeah. all of those kind of stuff, and then that then there's that held space for the cervix to be able to go. You
0: know, I know, I know, and even Michel Odom, uh, he's a French obstetrician. He brought in water birth in France back in the seventies and stuff like so that. He was famous um, in the birthing, but he used to bring all the mothers around the piano to do singing around the piano every morning. And so, anyway, I've worked to do. And also there's the
1: hoovering thing, right, because like they've always talked about like how it's really important to hoover, like traditionally they would have been like sending them to hoover their house, and I always was thinking about that as being like the action of the hoovering, but maybe actually the vibration of the hoovering was a thing <laughs> as well, because it's really like when you're wow. hoovering there's a lot of vibration, you know that Japanese Takahashi, what's it say, joyous child growth changes the world, have you read his book?
0: No. Oh, it's amazing
1: he has this birthing center in japan it's like the lowest rate of intervention in the world okay um lower than i'm um and it's like right in the middle of the woods and women have to go there and they stay there for the month before their birth and he has oh. them like scrubbing floors chopping mm. ax, <laughs> chopping wood with axes doing these daily walks wow. and preparing the rice grains all of that he's of
2: the care. actual mr miyagi of the birth world yeah
1: he's a, <laughs> yeah, mr. yeah totally mad. Mad. And they, they, and these women just really like they just
2: pop in. Is, is this possibly, are we just might incidentally just happened upon the art and the patriarchy that actually the reason why the patriarchy started is because women started in housework because it was discovered that they were having more successful works. Uh,
0: yeah, I don't think so, but there we go. And then, <laughs> and then they were like, ooh, ooh, good, we found a way works. to harness this. <laughs> exactly, yeah. No, oh, because the patriarchy. The patriarchy would have kept her there doing the housework, but instead they're like, nah, <laughs> let's bring the her truth. into hospital and hook her up to all these machines here and take away. So she can get nah. back quicker to do this. Yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> the truth, that
2: is the truth. I love
1: it. Okay,
2: let's I get don't back. love it, nobody loves it.
0: Question me up. Pause so
1: we can... Here we go, okay,
2: one second. I'm going to unlock your little phone here. Oh, uh, oh no, that's good, we don't have to, here we go. Yeah, okay, perfect, maybe? okay, yep.
1: Ali, is the birthing system broken?
2: In one minute.
0: <laughs> in <It's laughs> no one minute. Answer. Um well the answer is yes from from my perspective. Uh, I mean, I don't believe that people go to work at all in the hospitals or anything like that to do any harm, but they don't realize what's what's being what's happening right now. I think there's a huge blindness. Uh there's a huge will, but with it behind that in front of that will is blindness. So um I think yeah, it is broken. I think, but we're seeing during COVID that the clinics have all, you know, been dispersed. So women are being seen individually rather than waiting like cattle in hospitals waiting to be seen. None of that's happening anymore. Um, but the women are uh, still not being seen as kind of individuals. Um, and um, so I think there's a lot of goodwill. There's a lot of wanting, um, but there is a, a blindness of that. Yeah, so yes. Mm.
2: Can I, just as a follow-up question, do you think a system that, in which we pay taxes, taxes as we do, as the rate that we do, in which we decide to focus our spending on the things that we folks are spending on, can we actually, like, manage to encourage and envelop what your ideals for that birthing system would be? Like, I, I suppose what I'm asking is that treating everyone as the same thing is that done out of a sense that volume, you know, simplicity because we've got such volume to deal with?
0: Um, I think uh, I think yeah, it does come down to money. It always comes down to money. So the volume is that uh, how can we how can we pay these doctors to see all of these women in this time mm. uh, and to make it? So I, I, I don't know whether I'm answering your question, but I think money yeah. um, is is the, is the massive key to that. Um, yeah. Yet then to to take the system, the women out of the system and give them individualized care or, or caseloading midwifery is probably cheaper. Um, but um, but fear and obstetrics and money and money and money all stand in the way of all of that. I
2: remember Leah from Nunu was saying sorry to end another reciting. I was supposed to be quick, but um, from Nunu was saying that in Germany, where they have doulas as part of their actual like uh, state mandated birthing system, she was saying they see the economic result of it as a positive because they know that women have better outcomes. There's less medical outcomes that cost the state more, and women are back. To being functioning members of society, whatever you know, like back to being this working. Is like
1: trauma, yeah, yeah, trauma, and, long-term and all, the, trauma. all the costs
2: are basically reduced, yeah, which is interesting, isn't it?
1: Yeah.
0: well, it's like it's scary, but but you know what pays into the exchequer are the big pharma companies. So, this we're is back a big to root to of a
2: lot of the stuff that, yeah, we we'd love to yeah. talk more about and possibly we're yeah, all a bit yeah. about,
0: yeah, mm. we are, mm.
2: yeah, yeah, okay, enough said, sorry for that, great, but
1: uh, thank okay. you, Ali. What's been the best burst? Try again.
2: Yeah, good. Okay. Try it. Do sorry, over.
1: What's the burst? Ali, what's been the best moment of your career?
0: In one minute. Oh, the best moment of my career. Um, the best moment of my career was realizing that when I went into midwifery, 2009 and I was I don't know 35 or something and I said okay I have 10 years to dedicate to my life to dedicate to getting to becoming an independent midwife and I realized that when I was going out as an independent midwife two years ago that it was actually 10 years pretty much to the date that I said oh I can I can do that so so that on that level and the best thing is you know every every family and every birth and every home birth then is like, that's the best bit. You can't have one best bit because every family brings a different dynamic and a different relationship. But when a baby arrives, and uh, the best bit is when we sit around and we have this birth pause, it's this calm moment around the birth. And I never really experienced that in the hospital because there's always somebody rushing in and rubbing hard with the towel or stuff like that. So the, the birth pause is probably my best.
1: And my birth. Bang. And, and
2: Lydia. <laughs> yeah, Lydia. <laughs> just to
1: be clear. I mean Maggie none are better than
2: any better. So what is it? What's that George Orwell animal farm? Thing? Some pigs are better than others and all that is? That?
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, don't I don't know. I don't know. Pigs are really smart. You look that love didn't pigs. go well. You love pigs. What are you saying? Pigs aren't cool?
1: No, they I They're just beautiful I don't animals. feel like I'd like to be likened to a pig. They're cool. I don't do you think I look like a pig? No, do we I weren't going to face that. Do I eat like a pig? I definitely it's not like a pig right now. That's first. Okay. Um,
2: in three,
1: two, one. What if a mother came to you and she could only read one book in her pregnancy? What book would you recommend?
0: Mm, in a minute. Maybe um, one of the Ina May Gaskin books, um, one of her childbirths, uh, Birthing Matters, maybe, or something like that. I'm looking up at my shelf here. Um, yeah, or maybe the scientification of love by Michelle O'Donnell. That's another favorite one of mine. It's about oxytocin and the hormone of love. But nice. um, yeah, a book. That's that's. I'm gonna really. I'm gonna think about that one and get back to you for the next time.
1: Okay. Right okay. up. So I am a okay. guessing guide to childbirth. I think.
0: That's yeah, or that's spiritual midwifery or something like that, yeah. probably. Oh, how many women poo during birth?
2: There you go. In a minute.
0: Okay, the poo question. Um, mainly, very few women poo in birth. Um, also, we like to see poo because we're midwives. So when we see poo, we know the baby's head is coming down. But usually there's no poo left. And also the baby's head closes off, that puts pressure on the rectum. So it flattens the rectum and there's no room for poo. Um. And we're midwives we do body fluids of all sorts so poo is really really nothing except it's a good sign your baby's head's coming so keep the poo coming that's what we <laughs> like to say
1: Great good good Yay. nice uh, what is the biggest lie that's around around birth Okay one minute
0: uh, that it's painful and that you can't do it that you the, the biggest lie is that it's something to be afraid of Birth is not something to be afraid of birth is is uh you, you need to be speaking to the right people if you're afraid of birth because it's your right and your passage to be supported and loved and know that you can do it and that you're trusted to do it so the biggest lie is that um uh, that women are trusted to do with the job that they're designed to do um and um the biggest lie uh is 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 fear so so work on getting through the fear knowing it's challenging I mean it's not orgasmic 99% of the time um but um the biggest lie is that you can't do it you can do it with the right people around you you can do it cool
2: good things
1: okay four more I think oh we've done that one.
2: great
1: (laughs) uh what is the funniest thing you've ever witnessed at a birth
0: Oh, this is you. Ahead,
2: this is you. we can give no, you five minutes no, on
0: this if you want no. <laughs> I don't think there's funny things that have happened I, oh yeah so one one day I was I was at this birth and the mama was birthing it was her third baby so it wasn't hanging around and she wanted to have a water birth and I was trying to get the pool liner on the pool with the dad so she could we could fill it up and we were just falling all over the place so that's not really a birthing story there's generally not funny birth stories because they're they're not particularly funny times they're fairly intense beautiful loving times so we don't have funny things but usually it's around a partner or a kid or a dog or something like that but uh uh, so the liner one uh way up in loud county loud one night was probably my funniest moment sweating trying to get this liner on a pool so now I just tell them you have to have the liner on the pool before I arrive because I I, (laughs) I am not the liner lady (laughs) (laughs) not the liner lady (laughs) (laughs) so yeah i'm (laughs) sorry that there's not any funnier ones but birth is usually fairly intense you know
2: yeah 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 okay
0: will my partner
1: look at me the same way again after having seen a head come out of my vagina
0: well hopefully if you've had the most beautiful gentle powerful birth uh the partners actually they assign me i ask clients can i take photographs during the birth Uh, only to capture the moments of when your partner is looking at you with absolute love and support and um, overwhelming gratitude that you're doing this for your family. Um, so yes, and more, I mean, he, you are a superwoman and uh, actually uh, you'll be known as superwoman and kept there hopefully longer than our, our, our other sisters have been kept after childbirth. So, um, yeah, I think in the right environment and the right type of birthing thing, it is—it's a very powerful, loving place to be. Um, sometimes there can be trauma after childbirth, so you need to debrief on that. You don't just want to have one baby; you want to be able to have more. So, um, but uh, for sure, you are a goddess.
2: Good stuff. You're a goddess. That's a good that's one. I wish oh, we should probably finish them
1: up. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, this one's funny. No, oh,
2: no, good, okay. Okay, that's, last that's one. A
1: <laughs> uh, little bit of levity to finish up. Do women really yell mean stuff at midwives and do you hate them for it? <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, Generally not. I haven't experienced it. Um, I mean, women, I always think you're only getting to know them in the birth process or when they're really going into active birth. And most of the time, uh, so they'll either like I always ask them, Auntie Nathalie, like, what do you like when you're sick? Do you know, so when you're sick, do you go off somewhere and you're quiet somewhere, or do you need support, or do you need to cry and be loved and rubbed? Uh, so I get a sense of that, but I generally haven't had too much. I've had one mother, first baby, and she told me to fuck off so many times, and I was just, I was actually shocked. But then in the end, she was like, "I'm, I'm just really sorry." I was just really intense, and I was like. Okay, because even during the birth, it was the one woman that I was like, oh my God, like wow. But no, generally not. And and there isn't space for that most of the time, except for this one fabulous woman who was really intense on doing her thing. And her baby was coming very quickly, and she knew what she wanted. So we had to allow, I had to allow for it. <laughs> it <was shocking. laughs> you make all sorts of
2: concessions as a midwife, I would imagine. In fact, I know you do. Ali, that was so good. Yeah.
1: Exciting.